coming up. Is a child just a little adult? Children should be seen and not heard. Does a child have a self? Is childhood a moral predicament? One question is why the moral community is divided into a class of adults and a class of children. Our guest is Tamar Shapiro from Stanford University. We take adults to be in a position to be held accountable for their choices, and we don't take children to be in a position to be held accountable for their choices. I mean, an adult has the right to get disregard advice we might give him, but a child doesn't. Why don't children have the right to make their own mistakes? What is a child? Coming up on Philosophy Talk, after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, local, innovative public radio for San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. And from that oasis of thought, we migrate to this oasis of the air. And from the air to the internet via our blog, the blog.philosophytalk.org, where I see that John Perry has weighed in with a blog for the first time in a while. That's true. That's true. I was so keyed up about the nature of children that I couldn't sleep last night till I'd added my two cents to the blogosphere. So, Ken, uh, children, what, what's, what's the philosophical problem about children? Well, you know, there are a couple of different problems about children. You ask the question, what is a child? You can look at that from, I think, at least two different perspectives. You can say, well, think of it as a comparative question. How do children differ from adults? Well, how do they differ from them cognitively, emotionally, in their ability to reason, plan? There's lots of developmental psychology about that stuff a lot of stuff about that, and it's actually revolutionized the way psychologists think about children and childhood. But we're more asking a kind of moral question about the moral status of children. Do children differ from adults as moral agents? It seems obvious, yes. And do they differ from adults in sort of moral patients? What we hold them responsible for and what we can do to them and what we owe to them. Well, let, let's take a concrete question. Let's suppose your, your son, Kiyoshi, when he's about 15, comes to you and says, Dad, I've thought it over, and I want to have a big nose ring, and I want to get tattoos oh, all over, mo wait. <laughs> over most wait. of my body. And now you say, Kiyoshi, uh, uh, you're just a child. You can't do that. And he doesn't. He says, I'm not a child. I'm, I've taken philosophy at school. I'm a rational being who knows who I am, where I am. I have some sense of my past. I have desires for the future. Uh, you can rationally discuss this with me. That's fine. But I hope you don't think you have the authority to just tell me I can't do it. What do you think of that? Well, I, <laughs> that particular one I might give in, but I will. I, I think I will still think when he's 15 in about six or seven years I, that I still have lots of authority over him. But you know what? Way back three, four, five hundred years ago, a kid 15 years old, I quote child 15 years old, might be off in some war. Fighting, you know, the enemies over there might be married, might have children of his own, might inherit the the lands. I mean, so we think of these, we think of teenagers as children, but that's a little odd. Right. Children, you know, younger children, three year olds versus eighteen year olds. How can we group them all together in one? In one under one category, that's a little odd, don't you think? Well, uh, the the justifications I suppose you give to your child when at the different ages are somewhat different. Uh, you don't give any justification to the 
to the newborn or the infant, to the toddler, you might just say, I said do it, so do it. To the teenager, you might argue and reason, but eventually when push comes to shove, you'll say, look, I pay the bills. Uh, you've got a long life in front of you. You can wait to make these stupid decisions until yeah. I don't have to really be responsible There's for them. There's a big difference between saying, I said do it. And so do it to a three-year-old and saying, I said do it, and so do it to a 17-year-old. Imagine the responses, the different responses you're likely to get, right? I mean, a pretty big difference. But you know what? So, look, parenting's a tricky thing because childhood's a tricky thing. It's a long span of your life, even though you live a whole lot longer after that. And, you know, negotiating the shoals of childhood and the shoals of parenthood is a tricky thing. And our roving philosophical reporter, Polly Stryker, uh, is about to experience firsthand what this is going to be like. She finds this report. I'm about to have a child. I feel a seismic shift coming, as well as a huge sense of responsibility. I've been thinking about many things over the past months, but especially the obligation we parents have to our children. It is not easy to be a parent today if you are concerned with how to make your children moral, ethical, caring people. Paula Fass is the Margaret Byrne Professor of History at UC Berkeley. Her specialty is the history of childhood. I asked her if our obligations to our children are any different today than 50 years ago, or even as far back as colonial times. Parents certainly felt they had particular obligations to their children. In some colonies, like Massachusetts Bay, those obligations were very specifically laid out in law the parents had the obligation to feed and house and educate their children, to provide their children both with literate education and with vocational education, with religious education. It sounds like children had rights in Massachusetts Bay Colony, but it wasn't exactly child protective services. The law enforcement was more for the good of the community, and it worked both ways. The township had a right to interfere and expect certain things in either direction. If parents beat their children uh, extremely, they could be taken to court. If children were inadequately respectful of their parents, the, the township could come in and take those children away because the parents weren't teaching the children the respect that was required of them. As America grew, economic factors radically altered who was responsible for what in the raising of children. By the middle of the 19th century, it is fully understood that it's the woman who has control over the family. And that resulted in part from industrialization, where men left the household, which they had previously been in control of. Uh, and because the ideology now, heavily, is that women are the domestic, appropriate domestic caretakers. They're nurturing, they're religious, uh, they're chaste. The rise of widespread education in the early 20th century also changed parents' responsibility to their children. Now, the state was involved. The schools provide medical examinations, dental examinations, vision, so that the physical quality of the child and the mental quality of the child can be effectively garnered. Now there's a kind of state oversight, physique, psychology, cognition, so that you're beginning to have uh, requirements of how children should be raised that are now imposed on the family and in the private realm. The great paradox today lies in the fact that the dependency of our children is longer than it used to be. But with both parents working, we now have less time to be parents. 
parents are not exactly certain anymore what it is that they're expected to provide to their children. And they get drawn into trying to provide their children with things instead of with time, which in some ways contradicts the ethics that they're trying to teach them. And the media makes many parents feel like pedophiles are hiding around every corner. In fact, it sounds almost impossible to be a good parent today. But FAST says it's not about creating quality time. It's about the everyday moments we have with our kids. Take them on errands with you. Walk them to school, drive them to school, get on the bus with them if you can. So it's a very difficult thing to be a parent today. And it requires an enormous amount of devotion to the children. But you get so much from them. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Polly Stryker. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.